0: The Sabres make three selections in the first round of the draft, all three centers. We'll talk about what happened, maybe a little bit about what's to come on day two of the draft, but mostly what the Sabres did in round one, coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast.
1: Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch the podcast on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. I'm on Twitter at Sticky Joe Sports. Jordan's on Twitter at JR Hanskin. We are through the first round of the NHL draft. We are recording between the first round and... And the second round, second round gets going Friday morning at 11 a.m. Plenty on today's show about the three picks that the Sabres made. Matthew Savoy at number nine overall, Rasmus Osland at number 16, and Yuri Kulich at number 28. There were other things that did happen on draft day not pertaining to the Sabres. There was an Alex DeBrinckit trade. Uh, Jordan, you haven't spoken yet on the Matt Murray trade that almost was. For the Sabres, I guess before we get into the guys they drafted, do you, you got anything on that? The Sabres basically agreeing to a deal where they would have moved up from 16 to 7 to take Matt Murray's contract, and Murray nicks the deal.
1: Um. So, first off, I wonder who they wanted at 7. So they would have kept 9, so that you could mm-hmm. tell they probably still would have gotten Savoy there. Or... Were they just like hedging their bet? Like, would they have taken Savoy at seven, or would they have taken somebody mm. else? Like, what was their what was their rationale there? I find that very interesting. With that, and also like, I'm not, I don't think Matt Murray's solving any of our goalie problems anytime soon. So it was just like it to me. It was all about moving up in the draft. The Sabers wanted to move up in the draft to have two top ten picks, mm. um, and that was a way to do it. Take on more salary.
0: Um, I don't think they
1: intended to have Matt Murray start for this team.
0: Kind of funny from Ottawa's perspective, right? Ottawa agrees to that trade. N- Murray nixes it. And then two hours later, they send seven for Alex to bring it to it, uh, in Chicago, a two-time 40 goal scorer. Like, you do they know that Did they really want to bring it or did that happen that quickly? Because if they wanted to bring it, they wouldn't have parted with seven. I don't think to give it to the Sabres. So kind of interesting. They might that have not thought De was available. Maybe. Well, everyone seemed to think that, but maybe Ottawa didn't think that he would. Well, here's the thing. Maybe Ottawa circled back and said, you know what? What let's, let's why don't we be the team to do that? We still got seven. Um the, the interesting part about that for the senators is they made that trade blindly. They made that trade without knowing whether or not he'll sign their long term. He's going into the final year of his contract before he's an RFA but then he could do the Reinhardt thing of saying hey Ottawa I'll play there a year and then I'm only signing a one-year contract two years I'm walking and the senators I mean maybe he'll sign there they don't know they just traded for him without talking to him Uh, so definitely a risk by the senators they are trying to get good they're trying to get good right now they are in the same boat similar boat as the Sabres where they were getting a lot of credit from national media about, okay, they're building it back up prospect pool. You know, a lot of young pieces that are really coming through the Sabres are, are just continuing along. Let's build the prospect pool, build the pipeline youth movement. Let's keep it going. Ottawa's out here, trading picks for Alex to bring it. They're in rumors to trade for Mackenzie Weger, this uh, defenseman from the Panthers. They're rumored to be uh, willing to give Claude Giroux, this monster contract. And Giroux's what? 35 years old now. So what do we prefer, what the Sabres are doing right now or the Senators just being like, all right, it's time to push the chips to the middle?
1: I think I like the Sabres push more. Um, now, I like the idea of, like, aggressively firing for playoffs because, man, like, wouldn't it be nice to be in the playoffs? Um, but I do think this is, this is the way to go. Like, I think, like, smart. Shrewder moves that fill in like the bottom or middle six is probably wiser than like swing or the players that led the black really bad. Um, like I, I was part of me was like, Oh, wouldn't it be like I would
0: sacrifice Matthew Savoy for it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of Matthew Savoy,
1: just the future team uh... talent of three first round picks. That just seems yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey uh Jordan, I'm gonna have you I'm gonna have you jump out of the room and then try to come back in because we do have a bit of a connection lag there. Um, so we'll get Jordan back in here in, uh, in just a second, but he mentioned Matthew Savoy and that's where the Sabres started their night at the ninth overall pick, picking the center from the Winnipeg ice. And I love this pick because if you've listened to the show in the last week, you know that that was my guy. That was the guy that I fell for. That was the guy that I really wanted to see them select. Uh, and they were able to uh, to grab him at number nine. So not a surprise that he was on the board, Savoy, and not a surprise to me too much that they took him. Um, but I'm very happy because this is the most dynamic offensive player maybe in the draft. And when the questions about a player are their frame, you know, I usually think that guy's going to work out. Uh, and him being five foot nine, it didn't hamper my wanting to see them pick uh, Matthew Savoy at ninth overall. So, um, I, any thoughts on the Savoy pick for the Sabers at nine?
1: Um, I liked liked it. Um, I got what I the joke of you had already like a hundred Briere comparisons or something like that. Uh, um, I did it on the air it, last night a lot. It does yeah. seem <laughs> like that. That's the type of yeah, but it does seem like like all due, does seem like that's the type of player that like he could translate into being. Um, do. It's hard to put pressure on a kid to be like, oh, B.R. next Breer. Um But, like, their profile. Um, the other one, I think you said it was a Braden Point for the other, the other one.
0: Yeah. Five, I looked up different play, uh, player comparisons. Five different websites, and all five were Braden Point. That could be a thing where one guy makes that comparison, and then everyone else kind of sees it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that, that works. And they just they roll with it. But, yeah, five different websites. Yeah. I love Um, it
1: seems very good. Um, I think I like yeah, I like the like the idea of the Sabres. um, when when I heard that all of the the ESPN round paper they said sabers are going for for one thing here and it's very clear. I was I was like, Oh, what are they gonna say? It's the Sabres message here and they said skill. Like yes, <laughs> that the Sabers need to do. Um, I was like, that is exactly the types of players that the Sabers should be looking for. We need more offensive like capability. Um, um and if you're taking if you're taking swing three guys that all are noted for their skill. I think hmm. that that's a very smart thing.
0: Yeah. I uh I, I did hear later in that show that Kevin Week said, "Oh, what the Sabers need here is some sandpaper," and I just I wanted to throw my hat just across the room like sandpaper is what they need. Okay, sure. Uh, they never did that. Thank God they could do that in round three if they want. They don't need to do that in round one. Uh, yeah, Savoy. I mean, the Breer comparison for me is mostly because he's like I one of our buddies in our group chat asked like, "Is he Ennis?" and I'm like, "He's not Ennis because." He's one, not like water buggy enough to be Ennis. He's very quick and very dynamic as a skater, and one of the most dynamic skaters in the draft, of course. But like his release and his shot is on a whole nother level than a lot of guys his size. The guys like Ennis, like the, the shot is too good for that type of comparison. And when you really try to think of all right, players that are of smaller stature, like that, five nine, maybe five ten that have those quick hands, has the quick skating, but can rip it and can can finish. How many guys like that are there in the NHL? Not many. Briere's one we had here that he was quick hands and a playmaker, but the dude was a goal scorer too. And I that's what I see out of uh, Savoy. And also, Jordan, I don't know if you'd agree with this, that we were kind of, what was the formula for how the Sabres get good that we had been talking about? They'll be driven by their blue line. It'll be power and Darlene. And then, you know, they might have, they'll be, uh, they'll be good in volume up front, right? With like, maybe they'll have three number two centers and Thompson, uh, Krebs and Cousins. And now you add Savoy to the mix along with the other two that we'll get to in a second. Savoy probably has the highest potential to be a number one center among the guys that they currently have in the organization.
1: Yeah, it seems like it. Um, I have heard things. Like I saw somebody think, like there's a potential that he could go to wing. Potential for anybody you go to wing, like for center, like they you just kind of mix and match, try different stuff. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think Tage Thompson, like the best he he's gonna do is just like I I I can't. Tage Thompson takes it like goes up like 20 and that i find that hard to believe i feel like like the likely stay at this level and it's your best number one center or do you want a guy like matthew savoy who to go to that level that 100 point level something like that um so yeah i i think i would agree with you there
0: Um, All right, we're going to take a timeout here, and we're going to uh, talk about Rasmus Oslin coming back, and then also Yuri Kulich here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Before we do that, we want to remind you that we are brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, new flavor, brownie chunk coconut But it's in a puff. It's in puff form. Uh, That's right. The brown, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor that you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie low sugar, high protein, and they are all delicious. And the best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect for when you get that craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin back on the Locked on Sabres podcast. All right, so the Sabres take Matthew Savoy from the Winnipeg Ice at pick number nine. By the way, not someone we'd anticipate being on the NHL roster this season. Probably one year, though, and then that he seems to project as someone that would be here uh, at the beginning of 2023-24. How about at 16? Rasmus Oslin was the pick at 16. I was surprised. I thought that was going to be year Yurov the Russian winger that the Sabres had been connected to by Jurov's own KHL vice president. They instead go for the Swedish uh, center and Osland. And he gets a lot of credit for being deceptive, a lot of credit for the hockey IQ, elite hands and puck carrying ability, not elite speed, but not going to be a problem either. And another guy that's not that big five foot 10, but I'm okay with it. Um, So what were your immediate takeaways from them taking Osland and maybe even them taking Osland over Uh, you're off specifically.
1: Um, yeah. So it was interesting to me that like, I was, I was surprised by the name. I actually thought you're off as well. Um, I guess I saw that he was like 22 on whatever ESPN's ranking system was. Um, Mm -hmm. so like in theory, it was like a bit of like a reach for whatever. Um, but they went for this, like a similar type of player. Like the guy that has, has like that, that offensive skill, offensive ability, um, and I can't really fault the Sabres for going for that and going for another center. Um the, It was very clear. The Sabres had a premium on centers for this, for this first round, Um yeah. because I, I really do believe that like a center can turn to a right winger or a left winger very easily. Like, I, I think that's a lot easier of a transition than the Tage Thompson one. So like whatever the Sabres are doing, they're just, they're just trying to stockpile skilled offensive players that, you know, had, As a center, too, you have a lot of offensive and defensive um, responsibilities, so, like, I think that that was pretty clear what they are doing. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, there were many regards in which Oslin was ranked behind Coolidge, um, who the Sabres took at 28. Oslin was ranked, the highest I found him being ranked was number 10 by Smart Scouting. Um, Now, the other, like, TSN, like, Bob McKenzie had, him ranked 22nd. Uh, Craig Button had him ranked 30th. But for the most part, you saw him rank somewhere between like 18th and 24th, like the low teens, early 20s. So maybe a bit of a reach. Um, but nobody I heard from on Twitter, Sabres Twitter, seemed to not like the pick. They thought it was going to be Euroff. Um, and uh, I think off no matter what, started trending in Buffalo right before that pick was made. And it wasn't him, which is fine. But a lot of like the Smarties really like this pick. Um, puck, puck carrying, especially he played on a super line at Sweden. Two other guys that got drafted in the first line, first round on his line. And our buddy, our common friend, uh, Ryan Zawadzinski sent me a clip. He's like, Watch this film review of him and the other two line mates of his that got drafted in the first round and tell me he's not the one driving everything. And he was like, He's the guy carrying the puck, he's the guy with the zone entries, he's the guy setting things up, and his hands are super quick. Lightning quick. Now again, not elite speed, and for five foot ten, that's a little bit of a concern. But I, I think he moves more than well enough to where it's not going to be a problem. He might not be the fastest guy in the team, but he's definitely not going to be the slowest either. So any thought that that might be a concern, I think from what I saw, it's it's a little over exaggerated because he can move for sure. Uh, The elite prospects draft guide just to read the description of Uslin at his best. Uslin is a dynamic, shifty playmaker who takes full advantage of the width of the ice to build passing sequences. A dexterous distributor with the full array of reach-adjusted passes and the keen eye to find options through traffic. He was the most prolific setup man in the entire Swedish junior circuit. So, playmaker. And doesn't that sound like a guy that you want to stick with like a Jack Quinn down the road? Mm Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Absolutely.
1: Um, I do love the biographies. Like, I feel like they're like, it's like a, like a trading card kind of sounds like, you know, like, um, yeah. but like, I mean, that's, that's, it's hard to do. I don't, I do not envy these uh, scouting guys. Cause you're like, no, seeing all the standard definition film that people have to scour through. <laughs> and it's not, right. it does not seem like an easy task on the eyes. I'll tell you yeah.
0: that. Uh, other comments made, uh, LB prospects is good for this because they like, they build out like quotes from like different analysts and coaches, uh, from Michael Holmquist, one of the, uh, Swedish head coaches in, in Sweden, his hockey sense, work ethic and skill level makes him stand out. He makes all his line mitts better. He has the best hockey sense of all 2022 NHL draft prospects, a world-class playmaker and a shifty stick handler. Um, very skilled forward, always reading the play off the puck and putting in the effort to disrupt plays. Flawless all around game. So, uh, another center and uh, a lot of nice descriptions, good descriptions for another player that's maybe more driven towards the, uh, their drafting skill over like the raw size and power, which I, I like on the surface. And by the way, the Sabres weren't really a small team to begin with, they're only one, they're like half an inch. Behind whoever I think it's Anaheim is like the one of the, the biggest teams in hockey last season. Like they've got a six, they got a six ten cousins or a, not a Thompson <laughs> at center. Uh, yeah. Although cousins isn't bad size either. So one power like,
1: team. Like,
0: yeah. We got grand people. That's exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Um. All right. So that was who the Sabers took at sixteen. How about who they took at twenty eight? Yuri Kulich at number 28. And I mentioned there were many places where Coolidge was actually ranked ahead of Oslin. So if Oslin was a little bit of a reach, Coolidge sounded like a steal. That was the first like four tweets I saw after they picked him was, this was a steal. Chad Tiedemannis was the first person I saw say that. Um, Actually the charging Buffalo, who we had Austin on the other day, their draft magazine, they had Coolidge ranked number 23 and Austin ranked number 24. Other rankings for Coolidge Uh, number 18 by Bob McKenzie. Uh, number 15 by McKean's Hockey. Number 14 by TSN's Craig Button. Number 13 by Central Scouting. Um, number 30 by Sportsnet. That's the lowest that he was. And number 15 by uh, ISS Hockey. Like a lot of sites had him in the teens. The Sabres get him at 28. Check forward. Um, I'll read the description real quick of him from the Elite Prospects Draft Guide. The check forward is moving in every direction on the ice with great speed, using boards for sneaky maneuvers, and he was far... He was far the best skater on the ice in every game I've seen so far. He works smart with the boards and either sending the puck out of the defensive zone or just making a pass. Zone entries also didn't seem like a problem for him. Um, all right. I, what Any immediate takeaway on uh, on Coolidge? It sounds like every everything sounds good on him. And when you hear steel, I think you want to be happy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it got to this point uh at the night where I was just like, Okay, I- I'm interested in when, like kind of whatever. Um but once again, like this was this was the moment where you got like the skill line or this the, the line from the, the broadcast saying like okay, it's very clear with the sabres are and I was like, This sounds great to me. Um and yeah, so like I, I can't I can't really fault them on the pick. Um, I'm interested to hear like more as we go along with what everybody says about him. Why did he fall? Um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like, yeah, yep. I I think I, I was overall very very satisfied with the Sabres. Um, I would have been fine if they tried to trade one of these picks. Um, I kind of yeah. <laughs> part of me wanted them to call about Pat Kane, um, hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, like I'm good with I'm good with drafting. Three talented players. I think that it was uh, definitely wise, wise decision by the Sabers, um, and yep.
0: we do not need a Matt Murray. That's that was my <laughs> takeaway. I uh, again, Coolidge, by the way, also was the MVP of the U18s, so he was getting a lot of credit for that. And he also played against men last year. He played in the uh, the, the Czech professional league. And had nine goals in 49 games. I mean, you know, listen, Brad Lambert was a polarizing prospect in this draft because he had all the tools, but he played in the men's league in Finland and he only had four points. Um, Coolidge at least had some production, even playing maybe above his pay grade a little bit. Now, actually, that's a good point to kind of drive us home here is what's next for these guys? What's the timeline like for these guys? I don't know. My guess, especially reading off like how, like where these prospects are, would be. Savoy is one year, and then he's probably with the Sabres. And my guess would be Oslin and Kulich are two years. Actually, Oslin even said that. He made a comment last night on WGR that I tweeted out that uh, a lot of people really liked. Uh, he, he, knows, he knows how to appeal to the fan base already. He said he got asked about when he thinks he'll arrive in Buffalo full time. And he said, probably two more years in Sweden. Then I'll be ready for 82 games and playoffs. Love that. Gotta love that. Now, the conundrum about him, I don't know that the Sabres will agree with him that two more years in Sweden. His Swedish team got relegated. He was good, (laughs) but his Swedish team got relegated. And he's not going to be playing in the SHL. He'll be playing in the second Swedish league. And do they think that's best for his development, or would they rather him be playing in rochester so i wonder what the sabers will think of that he wants to stay in sweden but i again i don't know that they want him Couldn't playing in the move to a different the team they could but could how much power does kevin adams have can he force a, a trade in the swedish league hey
1: <laughs> you listen here <laughs>
0: yeah right what can he offer for that to happen i don't know um but maybe right he could be he could be traded i guess to a team in the shl um you've got Savoy is going to probably go back to the Winnipeg ice. I would imagine 99% Mm -hmm. chance. Uh, And then Coolidge will go back to the Czech Republic. I would imagine and play in the men's league there. So that's what next year looks like for them. Development camp, by the way, is next week. Uh, It's the 13th next Thursday. And I don't, Jordan, I don't know if you have plans to go. I would like to find a way to go. I might have to not have to skip the sections on Thursday and Friday because of my work schedule, maybe get there on Saturday what Kevin Adams said last night was he expects all three of these guys to be at development camp. And he expects all the guys from last year that are eligible to be there, that they're, they've been around and they want all, they want the work. So he's like, power is going to be there and Krebs is going to be there. And I, I don't think cousins is eligible, but he mentioned another guy that's on the NHL team. So development camp next week might be a show. Cause you're going to get all three of the first round picks and You're going to get guys that have been playing in the NHL, like all like the NHL guys are going to be there too. So I'm excited for that. Um, And again, it'll be our first look at these guys. I think Savoy is going to be a fan favorite, especially Mm -hmm. these development camp practices, just because of what he could do with his hands and like small and fast. Like, I think he's going to become a fan favorite if he really works out. Somebody's got, people need to
1: stop telling players to say, I like wings and blue cheese though.
0: <laughs> he definitely got told to say blue cheese. Hey, right? Oh my gosh. Oh no doubt. There's
1: no way Matthew's voice like I'll say this. He sounded like he sounded like he was, was like a like in a hostage video.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's like he almost seemed confused by the inclusion of the blue cheese. Like, comment. why do I why why well,
1: like ranch? Why can't you <laughs>
0: Right. You no, know, he said, where can I get some wings and blue cheese? Not like wings with blue cheese. Wings. Like, it was, what he it was very funny. It made me does laugh. He, was just like, does he was... think he's going to get a bowl of blue cheese, like on the side with his wings that you see with a spoon or something? He's seems, yeah, he seems right. very confused.
1: I'll take, I'll take wings with a side order of blue
0: cheese, please. Right. Um. All right. One other draft thing. Actually, before we get to the one other draft thing and we wrap here, Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News, while we're recording, tweets out that Lawrence Pilot, remember Lawrence Pilot, defenseman, formerly of the Sabres, his contract at Tractor Chelyabinsk of the KHL has been terminated and that the Sabres are very interested in bringing Pilot back to Buffalo and Pilot to make that happen is willing to sign a two-way contract to get another NHL opportunity. I was doubtful of that. Whenever that he came up as an idea, I'm like, you probably got to trade him because he's a left-shot defenseman, so he doesn't fit on the NHL roster. And I can't believe he's going to be willing to go back to the AHL. But Lance is saying he sounds willing to go back to the AHL. So, all right, cool. Free asset, right? It's a free asset that maybe they could spin for something or make Mm -hmm. him depth. They can make him depth. Uh, The one other NHL draft thing I wanted to run by you is what happened with the first overall pick. Very interesting. Shane Wright, all year, for two years, actually, has been like the favorite. In fact, I saw at one point during the regular season, he was minus 5,000 to be the first overall pick. And that continued to whittle down and whittle down in 10 minutes before the draft started. Ever, all the guys that were tracking the odds went, whoa, Slavkovsky just become the favorite. Yura Slavkovsky became the favorite to go first overall 10 minutes before the draft. And then after two minutes, all the sports, book took, sports books took it down. Because everyone's like, oh, they made the odds? Like, okay, they cha- they made him the favorite? He must be the pick. And everyone hammered the bet. And they took the bet down. And then <laughs> sure enough, Slavkovsky did go first overall. The first Slovakian uh, to ever go first overall. By the way, Slovakia, what a night. They hadn't had a first-round pick since 2013. They had the first overall pick, the second overall pick, and then I think they had another guy go at like 20. Um, but... Was that stunning to you? Like, especially, like, where we've been – the NHL draft is not one where usually you're wondering who the first pick is. You usually know months in advance. And here, it's like a draft day surprise. Yeah, I don't think they – it
1: seemed to me like Shane Wright did, like, just didn't have the production, like, that he was expected to have. And whatever it was, it was a bit of a red flag. I did love, though – For him, I love giving Montreal, like, the stink eye. Like, he he was eyeing them down. He was like, he's like, mark my words, Montreal. You'll
0: remember this name. (laughs) He's staring down the table. It's such a good video.
1: (laughs) It's so good. Um, But, uh, like, I thought it was cool that they took, like, the Slovakian kid. I think that that's also, if they feel that he has the higher ceiling, right, isn't that, that's the way to go? right yes. like if they if that's the way that you think you're like Shane Wright probably gonna be a gr- great great pl- NHL player but if this guy has a chance to be an amazing NHL player you take that guy like it it can't be that he can't be that far off from Shane Wright I don't think Shane Wright was generational or anything like that no definitely I, think this not. Kid, I think this kid is like at least on par and then you're just taking Ceilich and I think that Montreal, if you're going that route, like, I think they made the better choice. I was more interested that Shane Wright fell past two more guys. Um, yeah. That was more interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I but I think, once again, they're probably thinking the same thing. They're probably thinking, like, these other two guys, like, have the potential to be better. So we'll take mm-hmm. them. Even if they might be a little bit worse right now.
0: Right. Good on the Montreal faithful, by the way, not to just outright boo him. Because I was kind of anticipating that could happen. The home crowd, you know, the guy that they thought all along was going to be the first pick isn't the first pick. And listen, I I don't. Sometimes I won't give like the common hockey fan enough credit. I thought they were going to boo him because he was European, and it was kind of a weird reaction. It was like a oh, like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a like let's go. Like it wasn't a cheer, but they weren't booing either. And then like he walked through the crowd and they gave him a standing ovation, Slavkovsky. So um not not a hostile reaction, I don't think by any means. Like I, I don't know why you can be
1: like, uh, yeah it's an 18,
0: 18 year old. Thing. Right. And you got like really Canadians fans, you're studying Finnish hockey league tape. Like give me yeah, a break. Come on.
1: Yeah, of course. It's it's always like I know Canada loves like the Canadian teams love like the Canadians. Right. They want the guy from Thunder Bay. Yes, correct. But uh I was surprised. Like, I wouldn't have thought Montreal would be like that. But yeah, I think that their like their reaction was in general, I think
0: positive. Like, I think right. there's a couple of people like, oh, what? what? Like, but for the most part, like, yeah, it wasn't. Win. It wasn't negative at the very least. No. Um, and listen, I respect the hell out of Montreal making that pick, knowing that there's a risk he's going to get booed, but having the conviction to say we don't care about the reaction, we don't care where he's from, he's got the higher ceiling, we're picking him. Like, I look, think it is that?
1: easy, though, when you're like, hey, we're terrible. Come on. Let's see yeah. what this
0: guy... <laughs> That's right. Good. Listen, by the way, the guy that deserves credit for turning, Slovakia has had a bad decade when it comes to developing hockey mm-hmm. players. If you look at Slovakian players that have played in the last five years, I think there's only one under the age of 30 that's played more than 82 games. And there's only five total in the last five years that have played more than 82 games. Like, and it's all old guys. Like, it's Chara. And it's Sakara and it's Tomas Tatar and Richard Ponick. Like it's all like all like they've been dying as a hockey brand, honestly, or as a hockey nation over the last few years, while other countries like Finland have just been churning out elite prospects.
1: Finland, um t- uh, Germany had like Germany upgraded. Like Germany is like they've gotten like more cider and dry title now. Like they're yep. And now Slovakia it seems like it's turning back
0: around for them. And you know uh, who's you know who's turned helped turn that around, Miro. Miro Shatan. Miro right. Shatan. He's the president of the Slovakian Ice Hockey Federation, uh, and I saw a lot of praise for him last night. As like he is helping like Slavkovskis and uh, Nemec's who went second overall. Like he's helping them get to this stage. So uh, Miro, good on him. Doing yeah, well. From what I
1: remember about him, he was always like really into like. like playing for Slovakia and stuff like that. Like it was
0: very, very national pride for him. He's also talked about uh, maybe wanting an NHL GM job someday in the future. So Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of former Sabres around the
1: league. Oh, that was the other cool thing. The the Mike Greer, Mike Greer, Mike Greer and stuff. Like it was cool.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. Um, All right, we will wrap here. We will take a look, see what the Sabres do in rounds two through seven. That gets going at 11 a.m. on Friday mornings. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's show. And we will recap day two of the draft after it is over here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now going to make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On's local experts giving you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL. All year long, stay up to date on everything in the hockey world, including the draft locked on NHL, your daily 30 minute podcast.